0: Hey, Tiger Nation, welcome to episode two of Inside the Jungle with Coach Harris and Coach Higg. This week, we'll be recapping the past week events since we last talked to you, as well as putting a focus on our flag football team and Coach Tabitha Shell Davis and how well she's done this year with that program. Looking forward to talking to you. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll begin this week by recapping some of the Tiger events that's happened over the last week, as well as kind of giving you a preview of what's going to happen over the next couple weeks. Uh, One of the big ones that I got to attend, Coach, was y'all's, the baseball team's Halloween game.
1: Uh, Really cool event there. You want to elaborate a little bit on that? Absolutely. The event ended up being awesome. That's because of our parents and their players. Um, We have a tremendous baseball family here. It's just a great Halloween night of fun. All the little kids in the community were able to dress up. We had about 15 vehicles kind of decked out that the kids could stop by, get candy for. And then we allowed each kid to kind of play a scrimmage game against our kids. So basically what we did, the 7- and 8-year-olds had about a 20-minute game where they could hit and run the bases. The 9- and 10-U had about a 20-minute game. And then the 11 and 12 U had about a 20-minute game, and then we kind of let our guys get after it for about an hour. And it was a great crowd over at Halliday Park. Uh, the guys do such a good job. Coach Jody McMillan and Mr. Hacker over there, they painted the field spiderwebs around the cuts of the infield. The field
0: looked absolutely great. That was awesome. It
1: was unbelievable. They had the baseball with the Halloween colors. It was just a really cool event, and there was actually a little T-ball game going on um, as we were concluding the varsity. Um, I guess you say coach pitch scrimmage, and we went over there and invaded the dugout. We found uh, Batman <laughs> and Superman and just um, costumes. We were giving out free gear to uh, the best costumes we saw. We had some great Paw Patrol ones out there. Like Overall, it. just a great event. And actually, Coach Harris, you and Heyo with AO, the famous Heyo with That's AO. Right. We're able to cover the event. I'm glad to see Goofy back out on a baseball field. Can't <laughs> wait to get him back with us. He's a big-time personality. And um, he definitely needs to be in the cages because his first two swings, holy cow. That was rough. He swung and missed real bad.
0: That was rough. And then he, he tried to claim it as a practice swing, the first one. Uh, yeah, you know, that was cool being able to come out there. He had the idea of of kind of doing a doing a Hey With A episode with that game, especially with the costumes. She felt like that was a good opportunity to get out there and do that. Got him out there, threw the mic on him, said, hey, let's just do a mic'd up at bat. So if you go watch it, one, sorry for the audio because our mic budget is pretty low. Uh, But it's a really good video. Uh, He did a really good job. Came off the field, knocked out three or four little interviews Mm -hmm. uh, to make it even better. Got Cam Drinkard, a little shout-out in there early. Uh, He and AO kind of started that whole video off with kind of recapping some Cohen Lambeth over there on third base. Uh, That was pretty good.
1: Big shout-out to um, some of our guys that, you know, all of our guys dressed up really well. Without a doubt, Spider-Man was the MVP of the game, Quincy Walters yeah. at shortstop. You would have no clue. It was a Halloween game. He's out there diving headfirst, making plays at shortstop, hitting doubles off the wall. Um, also, some of our younger guys, shout-out Noah Johnson. Oompa Loompa definitely had the <laughs> costume of the night. I mean, face, paint, hair, dress was phenomenal. It was, it, it was a good time.
0: It was fun, it was fun. Glad that I could get out there and watch that and be a part of that. Uh, Other thing we want to highlight this week, uh, some of our kids around the school, one big thing that we want to really try to hype on every week is the college commitments that we have. This year, and especially baseball and softball, we have exploded with that. I know the one that I'll kind of throw out, and then, Coach, I'll throw it over to you. uh, Madeline Bird, she is one of our FCA officers uh, that we both get the pleasure of, of dealing with her. Working with her every week. Um, big time softball player around here. Been on the varsity team for, I think, as long as I've been here. This is, she's a junior this year, but I feel like she's been here since, like I said, five years. Um, but great kid. She just committed to Florida Atlantic University uh, to continue her educational career and her softball career. I know you got a few guys on the baseball diamond as well, coach.
1: Absolutely. And I just want to throw this out there too. Birdie would strike out. Everybody in the baseball program. <laughs> I'd Absolutely.
0: like to. I'd like to watch that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely everybody. I mean, uh, as a sophomore, she went up against number one ranked with Tumka team and punched out seventeen or eighteen of the twenty one. Ridiculous. Outs. That's just insane. And she's only a junior coach. Only a junior. But uh, yeah, on the baseball team, as we mentioned last week, um, Landon Walker is headed to Montevallo. Um, really good Division two program. Um, Quincy Walters, our starting shortstop, he'll be headed to Coastal Alabama South Community College. As well, as this was a new commit, Eli Woody, um, one of our catchers, he'll be headed to join Quincy with Coach Pruitt over at Coastal South. And Jackson Shuler, um, one of our left-handed arms, he'll be go, going to join the the fighting Wildcats over there at Bishop State with Coach Bishop Hattenstein. State. Yeah, and you got uh, Trevor
0: Murphy over there already at Bishop State too. So. Kind of a reconnection of Tigers there.
1: Absolutely, and he is lighting it up. And also, Tiger Nation, um, our football team went on the road uh, this past Friday, Coach, um, just kind of getting into a recap of the St. Paul game. Very close game early, up to halftime. St. Paul's kind of pulled away at the end with the 44-25 loss to St. Paul's. But we had some offensive guys that had a really, really good game, if you want to touch on that.
0: Yeah, Coach. It was, uh, it was a weird game. You know, home game advantage is a – or home team advantage, I should say, is a, is a really important aspect to being in this region. St. Paul is – when you walk into their house, you you know where you're at. And it is definitely an atmosphere that they love, that they enjoy. They get hyped to play there. Offensively, uh, Preston Kuyper, senior quarterback, uh, he had a heck of a game. He was 16-26 for 196 yards, four passing touchdowns. Uh, junior Ty Mims, he's one of our big receivers. We're really looking at him. Ty Quillen, his older brother, plays at Southern Miss. We're hoping that we can get Ty Mims, kind of on that same track. Uh, he had four receptions for 87 yards and one of those touchdowns from Preston. The other three touchdowns, Coach, went to senior DeMorian Andrews. He had seven receptions for 75 yards. And like I said, those three touchdowns, including a heck of a catch over in the back of the end zone. Uh, Defensively, we had a really big play. We had one fumble, or fumble, forced fumble. uh, Big Jay Bowler getting in there knocking that ball out. I think one of the most impressive plays I've seen all year, though, was Kobe Johnson. Right before halftime, he got an interception. Uh, It was a deep corner ball thrown to about the five-yard line. Uh, Kobe flew, at literally flew to go catch that ball. We came off at halftime, and I you know, walked behind him in the locker room, kind of grabbed his shoulder pads and kind of you know, examined him a little bit. He turned around and said, Coach, what are you doing? I said, dude, I'm looking for the wings. I've never
1: seen somebody hover off the ground like that. It was unbelievable. And one special thing about Kobe, too, I mean, he's a big part of our basketball program as well. Um, he is one heck of an athlete, but something maybe our listeners don't know about Kobe, I had the pleasure of having him in a classroom. Such a respectful kid. Still comes up to me in the hallway, gives me knuckles, asks how I'm doing, kind of how how's life going, what's new. And we he's a great guy just to sit down and talk sports with. Unbelievable young man. And uh, I know Coach Moore is going to be really excited seeing that film of how high he got up <laughs> in that interception. And I think that makes four or five picks for Kobe this year. He. He's turning into a ball hawk. This is his first year playing football, right, Coach? He is, yeah. He uh, he came out as an eighth grader
0: a little bit for spring workouts and thought about it back and forth, decided that he wanted to just stick with basketball. And this past year, I think some of our guys kind of finally talked him into, hey, man, you really need to come out and play football. Came out, tried it out, stuck with us over the spring. You definitely saw the potential really early. And, man, he is he is taking off with it this year. He is a a straight-up baller out there.
1: And you can kind of see his body change, and you can see him kind of walking around the hallways like he owns the hallways. You can see that confidence going through the roof. And that's why, as a former college coach, I loved guys that played multiple sports. I try to get that with our baseball guys here. We have a few more baseball guys that have come out to the football team or are doing another sport just because, yeah, it's great to hone in on one and really focus on one and practice towards it, but – at this age, I'm a strong advocate for kids buying into other coaches, mm-hmm. you know getting coached a different way where they don't hear me all year you know your golfers don't hear you all year. It's learning how to adjust with the team you're around and um, being able to be coached in different ways. And overall, I think you go play multiple sports, you become a better athlete. and I do think you know Kobe has gained some really good weight. He has even become even more athletic, and I think that's going to help him this basketball season.
0: Definitely. You know, one thing that, that Ao and I talked about last week on his little on, uh, welcome to the show with Ao from Heyo with Ao Got it right that time. Uh, one thing we talked about, though, was the mental toughness that you gain in football and how you can take that back to baseball. And, you know, you, one thing you and I have talked about a little bit is seeing kind of how he's changed, too. And, and Kobe's the same way. Kobe's a kid that when he decides he really wants to go, he is unstoppable in his mind, and playing football just helps with that. Now that he's seen, hey, not only am I good at basketball, I can play football. I can take the, the getting beat. I can take getting hit and transfer that to the basketball game, and 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 that, that helps that mental toughness side of things as well as the physical toughness. I'm excited to go watch him on the basketball court this year.
1: Absolutely, and Coach, one other thing I want to mention on, I think everybody in our area is going to be okay when the Mims just – all graduate from Baldwin County High School. I mean, you had the privilege yeah. of coaching his older brother, obviously doing great things at Southern Mississippi. But if I remember right, his older brother took us to the second round. He um, did.
0: Ty was uh so I when my first year getting here, uh, Ty was playing receiver for us uh, as a as a junior or as a sophomore, excuse me. Um, and he was a heck of a receiver, starting as a sophomore. Junior year, kind of the same thing. Played receiver and then came down to it that senior year. And it was like, hey, we got to find a way to get the get the ball in this guy's hands every single snap. So, we moved him to quarterback. And beginning of the year, kind of iffy with it. He wasn't real sure about it. Believe it or not, didn't want to play quarterback. I wanted to just stay at receiver. Took it over as we went, though. The confidence started to build like we've talked about. And he became what he is. And he's a freak. Um, loved coaching that guy. I actually coached him in City League years ago. So, I've known him since he was – probably seven, eight years old. Uh, really cool to see that. And like you said, the rest of the Mims, there's you know, Ty Quentin that, that's a junior right now. We got one more year. He has a brother Romarian that's a, a <laughs> freshman this year. So kind of a long line there and, and they're all extremely talented. We're really hoping that, that the other two can kind of follow in Ty Quillen's footsteps with the, the mental maturity and the, and the physical game of football.
1: Absolutely. So, good stuff there. And moving into more fall sports, the Tiger swim team went down to Gulf Shores to compete last Tuesday. The guys came away with a second-place finish, um, you know, beat some really good teams down there. Um, so, good job, Coach Hilburn and the rest of the uh, boys' swim team. And the girls came in third down there as well.
0: That's awesome. I'll have to get, we'll get with, uh, with Luke Garrett, one of my star golfers that swims as well. i uh, have to get his input on it eventually. Uh, we need to get Coach Hilbert on the on the podcast too and talk with him a little bit Especially about that swim program.
1: Sectionals coming up in here the next couple weeks. Um, sectionals be coming up uh, later this month.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, another thing that's upcoming will be our men's and women's basketball teams beginning this this coming week, uh, November seventh. Both teams welcome UMS right over into our gym here for the first first competition of the year, uh, and then following that we have wrestling that kicks off their JV season. Uh, November 11th, and then Varsity come here at home uh, November 14th to kick off their season. First-year head coach with uh, Jared Huffmaster over there, excited to see what he's going to do with the wrestling program. I've worked with him on uh, on the football field this year. That is a great guy and a great coach. He really knows wrestling. I'm excited to see how that's going to go.
1: Absolutely. Just, again, I think we mentioned this in last week's episode, too, a lot of excitement around the program um, with men's and women's. They're getting more um, – females out there which is huge because in wrestling you get points per match yep um so it's good to see the numbers increasing and i think he's creating a lot of excitement in our hallways just around the wrestling program
0: definitely and having a, a two-time state champion in tamara reed that graduated last year girls kind of seeing the opportunity slide in that spot saying hey that might can be me next time that that definitely helps a lot too
1: Coach, small story about her really fast. Last year was my first year here, and I was a little late getting down to the weight room one day. We were deadlifting, and all I see is her come over to the bar, and I see her grab the bar, and she's about to deadlift what, you know, kind of our group one guys are oh, yeah. doing, which is our strongest guys. I didn't know who she was. I said, Hey, 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 <laughs> no, don't, hey, do not get me in trouble. Do not get me fired. <laughs> and uh, some of my guys started laughing They're like, Coach, do you know who that is? And I'm like, I don't care who that is. Like, I'm not having her her back trying to deadlift what you guys are deadlifting. And then she kind of introduced herself. She goes, Coach, I, I can do that pretty easy. So I let her rep it out a few times, and then I gave our guys a really hard time <laughs> for her just <laughs> repping out what they were doing about five times.
0: She's strong, man. She was really cool. I had her in class for a couple of years. Got to see her wrestle a lot. Definitely a special athlete. Um, kind of the next thing that I'll pitch for me, as soon as football season is over, we'll head into golf season. Uh, We're having tryouts November 6th and November 13th. So If you're a student or you know a student that's interested in playing, tell them come see me this week Uh, and into next week. Let's get this thing rolling. And then, Coach, you want to finish our upcoming events off there and we'll roll off the other stuff.
1: That's right. So, also uh, tryouts next week for baseball, November 6th through 9th. They will be here at the high school. Kind of the way we're doing it is sophomores and above will be trying out that November 6th and 7th. And then freshmen and middle schoolers, um, you'll be able to try out November 8th and 9th. Rosters will be posted uh, that Thursday afternoon. Um, So make sure you have a physical um, on file with me. And then baseball tryouts again next week. Also, the football team closes out the regular season this year um, at Robertsdale um, for the last game of the season. Um, You know, Robertsdale – averaging about six points a game offensively. Um, But, Coach, football is like any other sport. Anything can happen on any given Friday night. So, you know, hopefully our guys are ready to show up one last time as a team and finish off this season on a strong note.
0: Yeah, this game's always been a big rivalry game, as long as I can remember here. Um, You know, one that a couple years ago we went to, Robertsdale. They had one of their better seasons they had had in a while, and they, they beat us at home. Uh, that one kind of hurt. Uh, we've had the better hand the last couple of years, but definitely respectable opponents. I know some of their coaches over there are great guys. Some of the kids they have are really good athletes and really good kids. Uh, one of those that if that if you don't show up, you never know what could happen. You know, our guys, like you said, we got to show up one last time and hopefully get, come out, finish this season with a win and, and turn the page to next year and start getting ready for that ne- that next season.
1: All right, jumping into some topics and the focus of this week's episode, we're highlighting our flag football team. Um, the, the flag football team, this is obviously our first year having flag football here at Baldwin County High School. The first-year team, how about this, Coach, a 6-2 and two record, and here's their only two losses of the season. They lost the area championship game 14-13 in an overtime battle with Daphne, and last night in the regional tournament, they lost to a one-loss Allman Bryant team. Just an outstanding job of what Coach Davis or Coach Shell Davis, you know, whether it's Coach <laughs> Shell, Coach Davis, I still call her Coach Davis. But um, how great of a leader is she? You know, really lets you're going to kind of highlight the coaches, let's offensive coordinator Coach Ray and defensive coordinator Coach uh, Little Hill, as they call them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but she lets them do their job and she just overall manages the program very great. It's been, a pleasure talking with her about the flag football team. Um, but diving into their roster, Coach, they don't have one senior on the roster. Insane. They are composed of five juniors, five sophomores, five freshmen. How about this? Even five middle schoolers. So they are returning everybody from an area runner-up team. That's pretty good. You know,
0: when you can have a young team like that and you've built something the right way, it's really, really impressive to, to do what they've done with, this, with a lot of youth. Uh, to be able to come back next year, have five seniors, just move that up, hopefully bring on a couple more middle schoolers as well. Uh, man, the, the the opportunity there is insane, just to continue to build that program. Uh, I know Coach Davis, Shell Davis. Uh, personally, I've, I've known her since I was in middle school. Her husband is a good friend of mine. Uh, she's a good person. She's a great coach. She really, really cares for these kids. Uh, you're not going to find anybody that does it more for the right reasons than somebody like her. Uh, I'm excited to continue to watch what she's built here and is continuing to build. Uh, I got to go to one of their games this year, uh, the last home game against Satsuma. Uh, got there a little late coming out of football practice. But man, what a cool experience to go see that. You know, when I got there, they were down fourteen to nothing. Uh, you could tell they just they weren't weren't really in the, in the right mindset. Even with that youth, normally, you know being a being a coach, normally when we have teams that are that youthful and that young, Keeping their head in the right the right space, keeping them competing when they're down can be really tough, coach. They came back and won that game. I think it was twenty five to twenty one was the final. A uh, last minute stop there, deep in their own territory to stop Satsuma from taking the lead late. Uh, really cool experience to go see that game to see the fans really get into that. Uh, a lot of fans for a flag football game there too. Uh, we we blew it out to to see what was all who all was there and the the town supporting those kids. Uh, Talking about the coaches, you know, Coach Coach Davis, and she's been here longer than I have. Like I said, she's been in, in the Baymenet School or Baldwin County School System for a while. Uh, we'll get an opportunity to talk to her, um, and and kind of get her her points and her reasoning behind it, kind of like you and I talked about last week. Kind of interview her, get to know her a little bit, and, and why she does what she does. Uh, two guys we're not going to interview this week, though. Maybe in the future, uh, but two guys that definitely deserve some recognition is offensive coordinator. Coach Ray uh, and defensive coordinator, like you said, Coach Little Hill. Uh, Coach Ray, um, he, he's a good guy. I get the opportunity to working with him with golf as well uh, in the spring. He comes over and helps me out. Um, he's been a lot of different places. Hill County, uh, up in the Tuscaloosa area. He's been at Alma Bryant, uh, and then he, from here he came from or two here he came from Bayside, uh, where he coached coached some football there. He's entering his third. He's in his third year here at Baldwin County. Um, a year ago, he was the middle school head football coach. Uh, he's a guy that we learned a lot about our upcoming freshmen from and, and kind of got an aspect of, hey, who's the kids that, who's the kids that we really need to, to try to boost and, and how do we need to treat some of these kids, you know, mentally and physically. Uh, and, and he helped us out a lot with that and, and helped us kind of intro those guys into our program football-wise. Stepped out of that last year, and now he is the offensive coordinator for our flag football team. Really cool opportunity for him to take that over. The guy knows ball coach. Uh, he, he's a, you know, see, seeing some of the stuff that he and I have sat and talked about just concept-wise, it, it's really cool to see him take that and to, to take it and put it in terms that people that don't play football every single day, you know, we take it out to the football field and I can use true football terminology, terminology and and get in depth with the stuff I'm talking about on the football field. And a lot of our older guys understand that and I'm used to that to see him come in and a guy that knows football as well as I do come in and he's able to talk about, all right, well, i got to teach it this way because these people have never – these girls have never really seen football that way. They're brand new to the game. It's really cool to see how he's done that. And then defensive coordinator Coach Michael Hill, or Little Hill, as we all call him around here. We have two Coach Hills on campus. Uh, I think next week we're planning on talking to uh, Coach Brandon Hill or Big Hill. Uh Funny stories about both those guys, when 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 Michael Hill got here, I got to coach with him in football as well. He helped us both out, uh, or he helped out with the football team as well. We all three coached together. Um, coach Hill has come from Huntington College. Uh, he played ball there in Montgomery. Um, he's had a couple different stops moving around here, Laram, Talladega County. I think he was at B.B. Comer once. Uh, really good football program there. And then he moved up here. He coached uh, tackle football with us for for a few years, and now he's, And with flag football being that defensive coordinator, uh, that guy, you know, it's it's really funny because he and Coach Brandon Hill both coach basketball as well. One of my favorite things to do is when they're in practice and we're done with football or whatever, I like to sneak by, open the gym door and yell Coach Hill and run away. (laughs) Talk about just watch them
1: (laughs) talk about two different personalities. And man, (laughs) and I think we need to tell our listeners why they're called Big Hill and Little Hill. We have one mammoth of a human being who could probably tackle a brick wall, <laughs> a.k.a. Big <laughs> Hill, <laughs> Coach Brandon Hill. And then uh, we have one s- bigger guy, but still not as big, uh, Coach Michael Hill. And Coach Michael Hill is – a fo- got to give a shout-out to the 850 High School's Navar Raider. Now, you if go. you ever talk to Coach Michael Hill, I went to Pace High School, and he'll say, oh, we used to beat y'all all the time. Well, I graduated a year ahead of him. And, Hopefully he's listening. We beat them just about every single time we played in football and baseball in my high school career. But I will give him a shout out. His senior year, he helped turn that Navarre program around. They were a powerhouse in the Panhandle for a while.
0: Yeah, he's got he's got some really cool stories from high school and and a lot of football games that he won. Obviously, he was good enough to get to play at that next level too. So uh, he's a really good guy. Both those guys, Coach Ray and Coach Hill, a lot of fun to hang around. A lot of fun to watch, Coach. Uh, Great guys to have here at Baldwin County. All right, Tiger fans, we are staying on the topic of flag football. Uh, Our first interview today and the first coach to be on the podcast with us is Coach Tabitha Shell Davis. I'll go ahead and throw both last names in there. Uh, She is a historic figure here at Baldwin County High School and has taken over the flag football head coach job uh, we are honored to have you here and excited about the podcast today, um, Coach. You know, to get it get it kind of started here, can you tell us about your background of getting into coaching? Uh, what brought you here to Baldwin County, and and kind of why you coach and, and what you know? What brought you here over time?
2: Um, well, to it's kind of a funny story how we got down here. Um, I graduated from Auburn, and PE jobs are not easy to come by if you hadn't know anybody that's been in physical education and so I had a friend I was in grad school with, and he taught at Bayman middle school, and we were two weeks, maybe end of July, and he said, hey, you found a job yet, and I said, no, you know, it's not easy, and he said, well, would you move, and I said, if it's a job, so long story short, I came down and met with Tammy Fleming, who was at the middle school at that time, and so I came down and interviewed with her, and a week later was moving in a house, and that's the rest of the story long story short
1: that is awesome and coach shell davis welcome to the podcast everybody's going to be excited to hear this and you know this is only my second year here but you've been a great person kind of a mentor to help especially dragonfly stuff like that (laughs) Um, and you care about the kids a lot every time i come ask you a question it's always you have somebody in there and you're helping them through math work or science or how to write a paper. you just tremendous person to come to. You know, you really, really care about our student-athletes and really all of our students here at Baldwin County High School. The question I have for you is what all sports have you been involved in coaching over your tenure here at BCHS? I know there's definitely some cheerleading in there. Um, I know nothing about volleyball, but you were showing me stuff on Dragonfly one day, and you explained it very well. So what all sports have you been involved with?
2: um When I first got here, that when I interviewed, they they asked me if I had ever coached basketball, and I was like, no. But you know, when you're doing PE again, that's kind of a prerequisite. If you're teaching high school PE, you're going to coach. So when I first started here, I did JV basketball and soccer, and then when the cheer came open, that was more in kind of in my lane because I had dance growing up. So I took cheer over for seven, I think it was seven years. And then i took a step back because i had had my second child and i thought i was going to take it easy but the year off <laughs> killed me it did like i loved you know being at home but then it i i could not not interact with the kids outside of school like it, it it like physically hurt me and so then i ended up getting back into soccer uh and then volleyball had a position open and we had a no coach and i'd never done volleyball didn't know much about volleyball but I wasn't going to let – it was a year where we had six seniors coming up that had been playing volleyball, and um, so I went out to Coach Mac when McDaniel was here, and I was like, look, I don't know what I'm doing, but, you know, I can't, like, let them go a summer without practicing. So I took over volleyball for a year until we were lucky enough to get Coach Eaton here, and then she took the reins. And then I begged for flag football for years. I pestered people, and so – because I've always, always, always watched football.
0: Yeah, you know, you talk about <clears throat> being excited about football. You know, you and I have a different relationship with you – know, Auburn football, yeah. Yeah, Auburn football, knowing your family. We're big Auburn fans. Spent a lot of Saturdays watching Auburn football together. Uh, me and, and your husband, Mark, arguing back and forth about it a lot.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, which is always fun. <laughs> uh, but, you know, knowing you outside of here, I'm excited to hear the answer to this question. You know, being – like like you said, being excited to coach that and you talk – coach flag football and you talk about – being away from from the coaching side of things and how much that does that does mess with you. You know, as as coaches, Coach Higg and I both kind of feel that same way. You know, it's, that's such an important part of our lives that if you come out of that, it's it's tough. Even when even at the end of a season, you start looking mm-hmm. back and go, man, I miss these things and trying to find a way to get back into it. So being able to to be the the head coach of this first flag football team and the historic movement that it is here to have that. What does that mean to you in, in your life and in in your professional life and, and coaching career?
2: Um, it was kind of terrifying to be honest. Um, because it was a new sport. So I think I put a lot more pressure than I ever had when I coached because, you know, it was brand new. So I felt like all eyes were on us as far as, you know, what we were gonna do and what we were gonna look like and and were we gonna be good or were we gonna be terrible. And so like the first month or two it was really stressful because I, I it's all I thought it consumed me. Um, but as soon as we found out, you know, I was texting girls like, Hey, we're doing it, it's on. Like, I need you at tryouts. Like, I was recruiting, boy. And, um, (laughs) and and it, you know, we opened up to middle school and we were lucky enough to get, you know, I think we were the only team playing with middle schoolers that I know of. Um, and we used five and four of them played heavy minutes. Um, and so to be able to have softball, basketball. And we even had, you know, volleyball and a cross-country girl and a soccer girl. Like to have all those sports merge into to one sport and the personalities somehow blend and they got along. And they, you know, I was very nervous about the personalities just because they did all not know each other. And, you know, usually if you play in soccer, you play in basketball, you, you have a season off. But then you've got, those girls know each other. Our girls didn't know each other. So literally on top of like learning a new sport, you're learning how to get along with each other.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, talking about the different cultures coming together on the team, one thing that I have always thought was interesting, you know, you came to me right before school started and said, hey, I need a picture with our, our full coaching staff. And, you know, doing graphics, I was able to get that for you. But talk about kind of along the same lines as the kids, bringing in Coach Ray as your offensive coordinator, Coach Hills as your defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, ha- what was it like having those guys help you out this year?
2: Um, it was different just because as a head coach, you know, when I've been a head coach before, when I did cheer, I was completely hundred percent in charge. And I didn't really let people like like I had an assistant who didn't even come to my practices because I just liked full control. So this was a whole different situation because you have the offense and defense. So I had to, you know, I didn't want to overstep my bound like as far even though I was a head coach, I let them run their sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, but uh I let I didn't I wanted Coach Hill to be able to have a, a autonomy of his defense and I wanted coach Ray to have control of his offense so I kind of let them control and then I did more of the you know getting the foundation laid ordering all the stuff and figuring out how we were going to do home games and refereeing because everything was as you go we had to learn what we were doing Um, and as far as like any kind of issues team-wise or just keeping the girls together you know making sure that we're all like one team, even though we've got an offense and a defense. So I dealt with kind of that more, but I tried to let them have control of their sides of the ball.
1: Absolutely. And coach, I love the way you explain that. Um, you know, if you trust in your assistant coaches, you can give kind of credibility. You can hand over something to them. They seem to have more ownership of that. They're bought into more. And um and coach, I can speak, I think for all of Baldwin County High School, we were in the same boat with you when this um, flag football team really took off nobody knew what it was going to look like I mean um, there's probably a ton of rules that I as well as our listeners and people roaming through the hallways they don't know the rules um, wanted to know who would play who would we play who has a flag football team um, but coach just to say that you surpassed expectations I, I I think that's not doing it justice what you were able to do with bringing the girls that you brought together and getting them to play as one. It has been awesome to watch. So I do want to talk about your girls a little bit. Um, No seniors, if I'm correct.
2: Yep, no seniors.
1: No seniors, five juniors, five sophomores, five freshmen, five middle schoolers. I do know this, just as a coach that's been around it for a little while, you do look at your roster, and you look at your roster breakdown, and you say, hmm, this might be a year I have to take lumps, but holy smokes, are we going to be good in two or three years? Well, you're starting quarterback, freshman. Some of your key players on offense and defense, sophomores. Great leadership group with the juniors. Um, just talk about the possibility of where flag football can go and talk about kind of your roster a little bit and what we expect in the coming years.
2: Um, well, you know, I was, when you look at, like, our youth, I was, I, it was kind of, scary because you know i was looking at other rosters and i was seeing juniors seniors um daphne had a little bit of youth but most of the teams were you know older girls because you don't have a lot of kids that are just going to jump in on something that they don't know and so uh i think for me the other night after the game i was really reflecting and i was like you know we we bring everybody back so you're looking at a team that's going to be re hopefully reloaded we hope to bring everybody back and you're Looking at um, the growth for female athletes and between freshman year and sophomore year is is tremendous because the girls do a lot of growing I've seen in all the years I've coached from freshman year to sophomore year. so knowing that like our star our receiver with the most yards this season and your quarterback are both freshmen um, is really encouraging, and our entire defense will be a lot of seniors out there next year, so you're talking about leadership and you know and story I don't know if she mentioned it in her podcast but I'll call her junior because she acts like a junior um she'll be a junior next year but you know she's one that like if she's down I can say look I, I need you like the team needs you yes ma'am and like she'll immediately she'll get out of her head and she'll do what she needs to do for the team and so I always put her with the category of juniors but you know she'll be a junior next year and so we still have her for two more years um Talazia Brown is probably the best flag puller we have. If she's around, that flag is coming off, Um, and she'll be a junior next year. So, you know, the girls the other night were – they were devastated. But – and as sad as that was for me and as hard as I took that going home, that was encouraging for me because I know next year they're going to come in hungry.
1: And, Coach, that's, again, just speaks to the culture that you provided for those kids out there and um i just have one more question for you and you don't have to go into big detail but i think everybody just like myself is wondering how did baldwin county high school get flag football how did this come about
2: (laughs) um i think maybe the day it got announced by the hsa two years ago well three years ago now that they said they were going to pilot program like I, I think somebody screenshot, maybe, maybe in your mom, Destin, yeah. I think your mom sent me a screenshot and I immediately was in Craig's office like, hey, look, black football's coming. And I mean, I was hitting him up hard and I was still in three sports at that time. But I was like, I was like, you know, I I'll, I I'll, I'll want this. Like, if it comes, like, I want it. And he was like okay and so you know we checked with county no not going to do it this year they they weren't sure how it was all going to go then the next year it was like okay we're going to do it like craig was like got the okay and then they pulled back and so for two years it was like maybe no maybe no so then last year when i was like you know we were trying to figure it out i finally went up in coach office i was like i was like is there anybody we can call to like see like, this is year three. Like, is there anybody we can call to see if we can get this going? And Coach Eaton made some phone calls, and um, we found out Mobile County was, most of their schools were starting it, so we knew we had people close enough that we could play. And so he made some calls, and once he gave me the green light, within a matter of a month, we put everything together.
0: That's awesome, Coach. <clears throat> we really look forward to what you can do in the future with this. It was really exciting to watch this year. Um, you know, look, looking looking forward to a very bright future with a young team. Thanks for being here, and thanks for having, me. thanks for being part of the Tiger family.
3: What's up, Tiger family? Welcome to the show with AO from Heyo with AO. I'm here today with Story Palmer. How you doing today?
4: Doing good.
3: She is a uh, flag football uh, player for our amazing school, and uh, today we're going to be interviewing her. So, uh, what position do you
4: play? I play linebacker and safety.
3: That's good. You like those positions? Yeah. All right. And uh so a lot of uh what, you know, them uh Coach Harris and Coach Chick interview Coach Shell, uh she was told that you were a big leader on the team. How does that feel, her saying that?
4: Um, it makes me feel great because it's, it makes me know that I do a lot and put in all the hard work for the for her to actually think that I'm a leader on the defensive side. So, I mean that's what I think.
3: So do you think your teammates see you as a leader too?
4: Honestly, yes, I do because Shell tells me most of the time, however I am on the field, like my mood, it depicts everybody else. So I feel like they see me as a leader too.
3: So, um, this year, you know, y'all pretty much had a really, really good season. I mean, you know, y'all played amazingly. I've watched one or two games and I've I think y'all are, you know, in the future maybe win a couple of that, you know, the area and stuff. So, and it's it's a big move coming, you know, that this is our mm-hmm. first year. So this being a historic year, you being a part, uh, you know, you're being that first big role model for, you know, our first year with flag football. How does that feel?
4: Um, it feels great because as the years go on, the other people who come to play the sport have a, um original group to look up to, like the first ever flag football team, was here this is what they said we should go above and beyond like you know
3: Mm -hmm. so with uh baseball we like to uh we like to set a uh, standard for ourselves and uh you know what we have to live up to Mm -hmm. do you feel like this first year uh for flag football that y'all really set a standard for the rest of the oncoming years
4: yes i think we set a pretty good enough standard and i really hope that the oncoming years passed our standards i got you i got you
3: okay and so um this year all right. Uh, you being a leader, you being, you know, that person that everybody looks up to, your mood determines the game pretty much. Um, what do you think has been the biggest moment for everybody and maybe just for you personally that you feel like either y'all changed the game around or y'all came in and y'all just, you know, obliterated a team? Whatever you did, what do you feel like in that moment you did that changed everybody
4: So the game where we were going against Satsuma, and it was 14-0 to in the first half, um, I don't think everybody was really locked in. So Shell came to me, and she had to talk with me, and she was like, you you know, I'm looking at your face. I could tell you frustrated. Let's straighten that out just to help everybody else. So I, you know, put on my big girl shoes and went out there on the field and was talking to everybody, and we came back with 25-21. to
3: I got you. I got you. So being being that leader, it really it really adds you know you know a little you know that side of toughness you do have to need, and sometimes you know your teammates you know they might not like it that you're talking to them and as an adult way, uh, or like you know you're being stern with them like hey you know pick it up so you know but in the end they all do end up liking you. So what is uh, what's probably the funniest moment you and your teammates have had?
4: The funniest moment is um, probably. During pregame, where we're eating and we're told to be quiet, but everybody is just sitting there laughing for no reason. And I mean, we get in trouble after, but it's okay. We still yeah, have
3: fun. It's, it's okay, yeah, because you got to have fun. So uh we're gonna throw in a little bit of heyo with ayo. We're gonna give you about two heyo with ayo questions, just out the random. Um, so if we had Coach Shell and Coach Hill raced, we could do any type of race. We could do like a hundred meter. <laughs> We could do, you know, like a little short 40-yard dash. Who's coming out on top? Because I know Coach Shell; She loves to work out. Mm-hmm. You know, Coach Hill, you know, we actually raced at the football game, you know, going to go in and get a, uh, Jay Bowler's shoes. We had to race. So, uh, I know his speed. So, who do you think would win in that race?
4: I mean, I love Coach Shell, but I think Coach Hill would win. Just off of knowing him and how competitive he is, I think he would win.
3: Okay, all right. So, Coach Shell and Coach Hill, you're hearing that y'all probably need to do a forty yard dash. <laughs> real soon, <laughs> you might get that on Heyo with Ayo. We don't know yet. Um, but as Coach Shell and Coach Hill, do you think they're role models to you?
4: Yes, they are. Um, they do a lot that's like I don't know. I just look up to them. Mm-hmm. So them being my coaches is I was very grateful for that to have them as my coaches because you know they're my biggest role Mm models.
3: so um do you feel like in the near future you know the seasons on coming that you could be a role model for someone maybe you know your younger teammates coming in next year and the years after
4: I really hope that I am a role model to the younger ones and I I think I can be
3: that's good that's good so um do you play any other sports here at Ballon County
4: Yes, I play basketball, and I do track.
3: That's good. That's good. So um, if you had to choose a sport, okay, that you would say had the most competitiveness out of all that you play, what would it be?
4: Oh, this is a hard question, but so far, I think it's I think it's flag.
3: Flag football, flag mm. football. I, I know that uh, flag football, you know, everybody, you know, it's football. Everybody loves football, especially down here. Uh, so would you say – all right, that we need a student section for flag football, like we need the whole student section to come out
4: definitely we really do
3: I, I think I think that we do so uh we're we're gonna have to talk that over about next year and everything, but I definitely think that uh a student section for you know the flag football team, you know it might help hearing you know a couple you know it would help. a couple people out there just yelling screaming y'all's names, having you know y'all's numbers on there you know painted onto them, so I think that'd be really cool. And uh, so, since you're on, hey, over there. All right, we got to ask, you know, simple question that we ask pretty much everybody: Chick Fil A or Free Sackles. Free Sackles. And this is why uh, story is probably going to be the favorite, my favorite person I've ever interviewed because <laughs> of how it is. But it was nice interviewing today, story. So I hope you, you know, love that. And remember, guys, we need a student section. So next year when flag football comes around, make sure to have that student section. And uh, peace out.
0: Thank you for joining in this week, Tiger Nation. Thank you to Coach Tabitha Shell Davis and student athlete Story Palmer for coming in and giving us some insight into the flag football program and all they do. Uh, I'd like to thank Coach Higg, my co host, our studio producer, Mr. Evan Jackson, and our audio technician, Mr. Dan Nichols, for their help and support as we do this. Uh, Thank you guys. Go Tigers, and see you next week.